welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. Good evening, everyone, or afternoon, or morning, wherever you are. Uh, my name is C.J. Reynolds, and I'm trying something new. There's That's an intro for you. My name is C.J. Reynolds, and I'm trying something new. What we're trying here is... We are using Zoom to try to be on YouTube. And I did an experiment last night and it worked. So I think this is how we're gonna do Sunday Night Teacher Talks. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more of that in a second. Why is it lagging on YouTube? Okay, there it goes. Um, so we'll see how this works. So I'm gonna take uh, a bit of a second here and it's gonna be, um, it might be an awkward transition. Um, given, we're giving Edie a little bit of agita today uh, and my wife. So um, let's see how this works out. But um, why is it laggy? What's up with the intro net? Let me make sure that's on the best internet that we have. It is. Um, so yeah, we're gonna give this a shot, see if it works. So the beauty of this um, is to see if we can, so you're, you're gonna have two options tonight. And I'm gonna keep saying this because it's a new, new way we're doing this and I wanna make sure everyone understands it. There is, how we're going to do this is if you want to come on and ask a question face to face, talk a little bit. Cool. We can do that. If you don't, if you're like, yo, my hair is a hot mess. I haven't bathed in multiple days because I'm virtually teaching and you know, that's, so it's just not really necessary anymore. Um, or, you know, for whatever reason, if you just want to like type in your questions, your folding laundry or something, cool. You can go ahead and do that. But otherwise this is, I'm thinking um, we're going to give it a shot because I just think that it'll, it'll allow for some clarity on certain questions. I think it'll allow people to uh, kind of flesh out what they're saying. Um, and, I, and I'm looking forward to that too. And to see, I'm interested to see what people look like. So uh, yeah, you're getting a laptop. Oh, man, I'm very late. You're good. We're just going to figure this out. Um, can I do, I'm in my classroom, but not really. Yes, Amy Russell. Um, can we do, uh, so here's, so here's, here's how Edie has this set up. Do you understand what she, how she has this set up or? Understand it when you're all right, cool. So uh, my, we're all, we're all learning here at the same moment. Um, <clears throat> there is, I believe this is how it's going to work. Edie, you can hit me up if I'm, if I'm wrong. Um, we are going to do if you want to come in on the live, there is a really brief place to put those that information, and it's going to be in the in a Google document um, that we're going to post. And you can just it just asks like, what is your name? Uh, whatever you want to be called is fine. Edie said. Then there is if you want to offer any pronunciation tips on your name, this is the place to do it. Also, which is really important because. Um, words with too many vowels. I just, it's the dyslexia that messes me up and I can't, I can't uh, say people's names all the time. And then what is your question? <clears throat> and then, oh, okay. Do you want us to read your question or do you want to zoom it up? I like that she said, let's zoom it up. That's what he said. So um, let me put the, I think I could just do this. Let's see if this works. Someone try this for me, please. Does that work? Let's put the link in the chat. That work. Um, I will not be looking at the chat. I have Edie and 
the not so secret wife doing that uh because i can't there's because cj can't multitask there is i feel like i'm in school right now all right i feel like i'm in school but i can't even see the foreheads that's the problem um there it is it's live look at me drinking out my teacher mug teaching's coming out to me okay so what am I? It's all good. Even if this is a hot disaster, I think I think this is the new way. I, I'm so excited. I feel like I want to talk radio show. I want to talk like talk radio wrong. show. Oh my goodness! Hey everybody, welcome back to Real Rap with Reynolds. I'm your host CJ Reynolds. We need smooth jams. To what's play behind what's me. the Google Drive that she's in? That's <clears> what I got. She's has this John. That's it. Uh, or live stream questions. Okay, good. And so. I believe that's where it's going to show up. <clears throat> and then that's what the questionnaire looks like right here. This is us live on Zoom, and this is us live on YouTube. Because it's two different things. And look how much better the picture quality is on Zoom than it is on uh, YouTube. Why? I don't know. And look how much no, further Zoom. behind. It's like it's like no, I think an even 30 seconds behind on YouTube. I think Zoom looks terrible. I think YouTube looks better. You think that looks better? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you know. Sorry. Hooray. Try. Um, all right. So let's, I don't, I'm waiting for something to come in and then see what's going on here. Uh, and then we'll, we'll do that. So this, this is going to be great. I need to go here. What's this one? Uh, to, to be honest, to, to be fair to the team here that's, that's working with me, I just, I, so I tried this last night. No, okay. Let me clarify. Let's be fair that CJ, loves to come up with last minute ideas and he doesn't like to prepare no. he just wings it and just goes and just does it so Edie and I are like he's giving us lots of anxiety because now we have no idea what's going on and we're trying to do this thing last minute but that's what CJ does so that's why there's no need for anxiety okay. I got you what want me to just mean? talk for a minute Dude, this is the what perfect chance mean? you want me what to say restore pages um, no I don't want to restore okay then don't Thank you. You good? Mm -hmm. All right. So um, we only have a couple days left until winter break. I have Monday and Tuesday. I know some people are on break already. Um, I think Edie had off all last week. I know. Well, they right? had special circumstances. Yeah. They, they, they're they, trying to figure out the uh, the COVID world right now. Um, and uh, yeah. So this is put the link in the chat twice. I don't know why it's not working for you. Um, who it? Edie just texted and said that she put the link in the chat twice and she's not sure why it's not working. Uh, did it? Sorry, gang. We're going to figure this out. Did it work? Oh, she she put it in here. Yeah. Do you you can't touch it? It's not a touchable link, right? So you have to just copy right, and paste so, it in your browser. <clears throat> this is oh James Pete made it in, so I'm going to take James Pete on as a call. <laughs> okay. And just, we'll see how it works. Well, he can tell us how he did it. Yeah. Pete, can you hear me? Here they come. Yeah, I got you, man. What's up, man? How are you? I, I'm doing good, man. I'm the first one on. I'll always be the first one on now. I, I don't have a mug yet, but I will. When I have a mug, it'll be right here. Well, cheers. It'll be well, great. Cheers, so cheers to you. This is a weird mug because technically, and I had no idea, technically mugs are made for right-handed people. So if you're right-handed, this mug will show out. The words will show out. But if you're left-handed like CJ, 
the words face him. So I could either just put it on the other side, know. or it's so weird. I'm, it's for lefties only. Yeah. So when you're okay. pushing merch, it's like you're just showing people, hey, look at this sweet white mug I got. <laughs> well, it's so you can draw on it, right? Right. You, you can every... do your own design on the other yeah. side. That's what it's for, technically. Brilliant. How right. are you, man? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I heard you were watching The Mandalorian. Uh, a little bit of Mando, yeah. It yeah, was with uh, the kids. Fine, fantastic uh, fin finale there. Oh, um, oh no, no, no. We're on episode four. Rumor has it episode five is pretty big, but it oh. is. It is. Stay off the internet. Um, <laughs> it's. It was great, and we all were were cheering and screaming and yelling. And uh, there's even a post credit scene too um, that will make you scream and yell as well. So it was fantastic. Um, okay. Are you on break yet, dude? No, no. We have uh, we have two days of remote learning because you know why not just end it on Friday? So we yes. were to try to put it. We were we were in. We're, we've been in all year. We uh, our school had a percent. We had like five percent of our kids were out, which means we had to close. So we closed for five days, but then they passed a new rule, which meant we were only closed for two days. So we came back in for two days and then they sent us home again and said, we're going to remote teach, you know, yeah. great kids, let's rubber band. Yeah, no, I get it. It's uh, so for the first time ever, I am giving a test on the day before kids go to winter break. Cause I just can't fit it in. Cause yeah. it's not enough. Day. Like I only see my guys two days a week. So I have to give this assessment and I'm just like, bro, I don't want to, I like, I don't Merry really want to do that. Here's a test. Um, so we're going to eat cereal. And take a test. That's what we're gonna do. We got cereal. You're really fun. And uh, you're a fun teacher. It's like let's well, you know, sprinkle magic. It's like let's sprinkle some cereal on on the situation. Did so, you set, you sent boxes out too, right? Yeah, yeah. So on those little boxes, I just slap their address on them, and then if you're doing a good job, and then I mail them to you. And so it's really it's like so, bro, you're doing a good job. You wanna or or if it's like you're you're actually not doing such a good of a job. Do you want me to send you pops? Because I'll send you corn pops, bro. No, those are the just plain rice chips. Yeah, yeah, plain rice krispies. It's like, yeah. do you want? What do you want? Oh, you want special K? I got you, bro. You're being special K right now. That's what's happening. Um, so yeah, my plan is. I was saying this last week. My plan is to somehow financially come up with ways for to send a, an entire cereal party to teachers. So you would get like a box. And it would have enough cereal for your whole class. The only thing it wouldn't have is milk, but we'd give you like a gift card or something so you can get milk. Because um, and plus, I don't know what kind of milk people like. Is are you organic? Or are you you know, whole milk? Are you almond? I don't, I don't know silk. Uh, but that just that would be milk. so fun to like un unbox the cereal. You know what I mean? And then like eat with your students. And but I feel like COVID needs to clear before we can do that. Because I yeah, I would say, but but that's not about a. a a real wrap with Reynolds box cereal party. I like it. That that's. Yeah. I know I'd buy that. Uh, well, coming soon to a <laughs> website near you. So cool. Look, man, I'm going to jump into the next one here. Right. Um, it was good to talk to you twice in one question. weekend. No, I had a question, man. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just, I we just thought you were here to. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm good with this too, but I do have a question. So here's right, my question. Ahead. Um. So you know, we talk a lot about this on Sundays, but. What are some steps you think, especially now with this isolation, that teachers can make who really are trying to foster a teacher community where we're aligned 
kind of shooting for the same types of goals in the classroom, if that makes sense, where we're, we're working together separately, but working together, if that makes sense. So you have a bunch of different teachers and you're trying to like kind of get on the same page so that you're working on their behalf. So I think one is to not give people directives, but to give people like to be inquisitive. Hey, what are you working on in your class and try to align what you're doing with what they're doing. I think that works a lot better than to say, hey, I have this unit coming up on this. Do you have anything that you can add in to it as well? Just puts another thing on someone's plate. I think also just finding common ground and getting along works really well too. So like um, whether that is the kids are your common ground, you're all <clears throat> doing, I don't know, like have an online hangout and do like, you know, we're doing Monday night football. We're doing, you know, the bachelorette. We're doing, you know, whatever kind of thing you're doing. What that does is when you have shared space and shared stories, I think that that ripples out to the rest of the community and you feel that. So then when something's going on, when you have a question about something, it's like, oh, well, we already like hang anyway. We, we do like wine and, you know, Mandalorian on Fridays. And so, uh, you know, or maybe drink blue juice like they do in the show and watch Mandalorian. But like, it's that shared space that I think builds it. And then one of the best things, I didn't even come up with this, but I talk about it. I talk about it in the book, uh, teacher class off. Um, so in- uh, <laughs> Oh, now you know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, someone told me this idea once that they put all student names up somewhere. And then everyone in person, when we're in person, they will put stickers next to each kid's name that they really connected with on some level. And the beauty of that is that they are, you get to see who's left out and then that becomes, I think, a shared mission for educators to say like, yo, let's divvy these dudes up or like figure out like, oh, yeah. I didn't, that kid's so nice. Like, or, or the, my favorite one, who's that? Oh, bro, I don't even know who that kid is. Like, then it's like, now they're on your radar and you're working together. And I think that that's where it starts because I think that even the education piece has to start with relationships. It has to start with care. Um, I think I've said this before, we're like kids, and this isn't my line, but kids don't care what you know until they know that you care yeah and when we do that i think we're winning trust man parts. trust is where it trust is where it's at all right man because i don't want to take up any more of your time hey to you and the not so hidden wife by the way your wife keeps peeking in in a very creepy way yep see that is just, <laughs> that just adds to the that just adds to it hey to all you guys your whole family merry christmas all right brother i'll see you soon all right man, we'll see you who's next Oh gosh. This is awesome. There's another Zoomer person. Come on, you're loving this. We got you? another Stephanie Shook is next. Stephanie Shook. Um, I hope you're there and you're not blowing your nose or something like that. We're gonna let you in now. <laughs> Cause the people I guess people are just I waiting know. in the waiting room. I did it to uh who's my buddy, Sojung last night, and she was like in the middle eating something. <laughs> Stephanie, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm gonna pop in here and you guys are gonna have to not worry about my lack of brushed hair and everything i just want to jump in and say hey good job on on connecting with zoom yeah, yeah. it's i've been trying and certain folks have been hitting me up forever and it's like sometimes you get like a question and you're like well i don't know what that meant or it's like it is yeah. it's Context. like what grade are you in how many kids are we talking about like and that helps answer questions better so where are you from um i'm in virginia beach virginia and um, I, I've been following you for a little while. And so I'm a first year teacher. I teach sixth grade inclusion English. And um, 
my not so really question was I just started doing this the other day. Um, I had this random idea, kind of like you, just like, you know what, hey, we're going to try this. And I said, hey, um, library media person and a technology person, I'm going to do this. Do you guys want to like guest read at some point? And they're like, what? I'm going to read every day during the break at 7 p.m. for my students because some of them have not so great home lives. So I'm reading Christmas stories, Hanukkah stories, winter stories, whatever. Um, and so I think I've done three days now and I found that Zoom so far has been the best connectivity. Yeah. Um, and that was the only way they could chat in YouTube because it has to be approved for kids. Um, so I guess my question was for you guys is if you had any stories for between Christmas and New Year's, because I'm going to read it till January 4th when we go back from the break. So but in my video today, I mentioned this. Um, I think so. There's a couple of authors. So what grade are you, are you again? I'm sorry. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. So, oh God, like short stories or. I mean, not, books. not novels, but it doesn't have to be, you know, board books. So okay. I'm kind of in the middle at that where some of them are really low readers, but who doesn't love story time? So even my adult. Exactly. Friends are joining. So we do a children's book uh, project every single year with my freshmen. And it was really like dialed in because I was looking for ways to engage like my low level readers, but to not like kind of put them on blast. And because sometimes real like what we would call children's books or picture books um, have some really adult themes in them, some really big important things that we're talking about, but they do it in such an incredible way where it's not like when I was a kid, it was like the puppy that lost his, oh, actually that might've just moved from Billy Madison. I don't know if that was even a real story, but, um, or like, you, you know, the little train that could, where it looked like kiddish, but there are two, I'm going to forget the other guy's name. Oliver Jeffers is one person that I'm thinking of and his stuff is incredible. And he's like, just super cool. If you just Google Oliver Jeffers, he just makes, he makes books that I would read with my kids that I could walk away with something also. And then there's another dude. Who, oh my gosh. I'm going to forget his name. I got to think of it. And then I'm, I'm going to put it out. I'll put it out on uh, Instagram or something like that. Um, but he writes, but he writes children's books for adults and, but they're just awesome. They're just like, they make you like one and just the one that is like, um, he talks about like being, it's like being awesome. He has like long blonde hair. Yes. I have it in my classroom though. Cause I use, cause the artwork is incredible. I found him cause he used to, this guy was working with vans for a while. Um, so yeah, those, those two authors in, in particular, and then, there's one of my favorite children's books of all time that's super weird is by my friend Derek Brown and it's called Hot Hands and Ralph. It's a, about a little girl whose hands are constantly on fire so she has to wear these large metal gloves and like no one can hug her and she doesn't have any friends because she can't comb her hair. And then this dude um, decides that he's going to be friends with her and they have this like kind of crazy relationship that leads to like... Um, it's, it's a, I love it because I think it's like almost like an inclusion kind of thing. They figure out ways to have her join in or to use her skills, like her hot hands, to do amazing yeah. things. So they're like, let's go diving. Let's go look in caves. And like, you can just take your gloves off. We can always see where we're going. And like, you it's know, like if we're in a cornfield, like you can. I don't know I froze guys I don't know if it's me or if it's him technology is a wonderful thing 
Oh no, I think it's me now. All right, well, if you guys can still hear me and not CJ, um, I wanna give you guys a quick tip. <laughs> um, when I am on Zoom, there is about a 30 second delay between what we do on Zoom and what goes into the meeting. And the second thing is if you happen to come up here for CJ, um, make sure you mute YouTube before oh, you open your mic. <laughs> there it is. Now we're back. So my internet just completely Blind. died and then came back. So um, thanks for holding down the show for me there when I anytime, got Anytime, anytime. Just giving some quick tech, uh, tech tips when they join you. It is. It's real rap with Stephanie and uh, <laughs> that's what's happening here. Um, so did you not hear my... I did my, not. You froze right in the middle. Uh, so that's it okay. Is, um, Derek Brown is one. The other one is... Uh, what's his name? Um, Oliver Jeffers has great, great books. <clears throat> and the other one... I said Derek Brown. I'm forgetting the other one. I'll think of the other one. I'm going to post it on social. Um, and then if you if you just, I'll put it on my Instagram stories or something like that. Appreciate so yeah, cool. Well, look, thanks for coming on. I'm sorry that that was, you know, that was weird. I don't know what really just happened there, but that's what happens when you experiment with things. No, no worries. And so because you were, you jumped out of it too. I was telling them whenever they join you to make sure that they mute YouTube because it'll echo back between the microphone and yeah. the delay. And it's really weird. But there yep. is also about a 30 second delay in the video between Zoom and YouTube. So yeah. we can see the instant chat, but the video comes back late and it's, it, it just makes it a little awkward. It's kind of like whenever like you hear people call into a radio station, they're like, hey, you have to turn off your radio because like it's, yes. you know, and now, now that all makes 44 years later, it makes yes. that moment make sense to me now. All so right. Well, thanks cool. so much for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. It's, have, it's good to meet you guys. Let's do. Oh, uh, someone else is on here. So this is I, I skipped someone. I thought that that I didn't read. I thought that was so. Um, Gala classroom. Navid is up. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, and so there's no other questions that we just need to do like I know because everyone should be using the Google <clears throat> Doc now, and I have it pinned up okay. there. And let so should I explain know. that one more time? Yep. All right. So let me say this one more time, just because I really look. You're new. One. Let's just say this: when you try new stuff in your classroom right? Like it's not always going to be the same and it's not always going to work. And it might be a little bit like this, makes your armpits sweat a little bit and you get a little agita. But the beauty of it is that we're trying new stuff. We're trying to figure things out. And so um, as we're trying to figure this out, because I think it's going to be really beneficial. To, so that's the bottom line, right? Real Rap with Reynolds, what we're trying to do is make things beneficial to teachers. So if we can figure out a way to do that, um, that's what we're going to do. So if this is a little bit of a change, like I, I'm hoping that folks can just go with it and it'll work. So if you want to ask a question in lieu of getting lost in the sauce in the chat, you can put it in the chat because um, what I didn't say earlier is if you're in the chat, feel free to answer anybody's question. Feel free to add in any way that you can. And, and so, because that's just, that's helping to kind of beef this up. However, um, if you want to ask a question to me, uh, Edie and my wife keep putting links in. It's pinned. It's, oh, it's pinned mm -hmm. at the top. Of the, of the chat. And so you just go in, you put your name in, you put your question in, and then that's where we're going to pull them from. And that just makes it easier and neater. And so people aren't getting lost in the sauce kind of. 
Um, so who's up next? De La Classroom? Uh-huh, Naveed. All right, you're up now, buddy. Here you come. Get ready. Sorry, we skipped you. It's connecting to the audio here. Um, there is a serious lag on YouTube. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of messing with my brain a little bit. Um, what's up, buddy? How are you? Oh my gosh, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Oh my God, it's like you get starstruck on this. I'm not used to this. I'm starstruck talking to you right now because uh, I've seen your name in the chat for so long. How are you doing, um, sir? This is awesome. I, I'll tell you what, I really thought for a while, I thought you were a woman. Uh, I don't know why, because I think there's another, there's another no, we Dela. have someone, there's another Dela classroom, uh, Queen Dela classroom. Oh, all right. And so that she's a female. I just so assumed it was the same thing. For and a then, long time, we assumed you all were the same person. And then you were in the chat together. And I was like, oh, wait, how crazy that there's two people with Dela classroom. Yeah. I mean, you teach Spanish too. So, oh. <laughs> right. No, I got, I teach science, but I do have feminine qualities. So, you know, okay. I'll, I'll do you know. teach no. science in Spanish though? um well a lot of my students are hispanic so i do right, try so i mean look it's i'm just really just looking for a way to make yeah. myself not an idiot but <laughs> um where where are you from can you tell I, me? Uh, I hail from san diego sunny san diego in california all right so we're from uh, cold dreary new jersey so it's uh it's basically we're almost neighbors almost neighbors yeah um, <laughs> i teach bio and chemistry so first year um hybrid model Ooh, it's something but we are holding on. So. I'll bet. I'll bet. I love San Diego, man. I've been there once. Um, my friend who's in the chat sometimes, Kate, the sleepy teacher, is from uh, there. And we're, I don't know where my water bottle, my water glass I have. I um, stole well, it. Kate made me steal it. She <laughs> made me steal it from this bar because there's a spot in San Diego where you can see like the sunset and uh, there's like this green flash that happens when it happens when the sun goes down sometimes. And so we went to this amazing bar that was like just looked out on the ocean it was actually we were at a we we're at this place on my anniversary while my wife was home making peanut butter and jelly with my kids i was eating like lobster tacos and drinking beer with with kate the, with another so, woman yes <gasps> That's i'm not gonna touch that one i'm not gonna touch that one. <laughs> so what's going on man um good i had a question i think yesterday you were testing out the zoom thing yeah did you traveled or you taught abroad in zambia mm -hmm. Um, how did that opportunity come up and when did it happen? Because I've got no commitments. I live with my roommates, my parents. But I <laughs> All right. Got but I don't, I don't have any commitments right now. Um, but because of, you know, the pandemic, it's probably on a pause. Like, any details on that and how did you yeah. get going? So we're sitting in our church that we used to be a part of in Philly. These people show up and they're like, we haven't, le they haven't left Africa in like, I don't know, 10 or 20 years or something like that. And uh, they were from the United States. They went to this place called Macha, which is um, um, a very small village in Zambia. So like the, the short of it was they get up at the end of the service and they're like, hey, if anyone, like we need volunteers, there's no internet. It's a, it takes a really, really long time to get there. Um, there's really like, we can't even like, like, we don't know what your experience is going to be like, but we need people to, to show up. And so we were like, oh, we'll go, we'll, we'll do it. And cause that's, you know, when you're 20 nothing years old, that's what you do. So it was, it was the furthest from home I've ever been. It was like the flight to London is like seven hours. It was an 11 hour flight to Zambia and then a six hour car ride 
to this next town and then a two hour car ride to like the most middle of nowhere I've ever been in my life. Like so dark at night that you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. But, you know, I saw um, poverty that I've never seen before or since. Like, like kids like eating out of trash piles. Like, um, like when, I, when I think of American poverty often, and I'm not trying to like dismiss anyone's situation, but like it is, it is not that. It is not, I don't have any clothes. I literally don't have anywhere to live. I don't have anything to eat. And the people that I'm begging from don't have anything either. So it was like a real eye-opening moment for me. And so I taught at the school where kids had to pay something like $300 a year to go there, but most of their parents lived on less than a dollar a day. And it was, it just was incredible. Like it was an incredible experience for a million different reasons. Um, and, you know, if you don't like, so I think there's two things here. One is to having the opportunity to go somewhere that's wildly different than where you teach now and, and seeing what that's like. The second thing I'll tell you, it was just as gratifying to me when I got to take a few trips with my students abroad before COVID happened. And one time in particular, we were in Belize and I had a bunch of kids. Some of them wanted to be teachers in the future. And we got to go visit the school that had like, they had two staplers in the whole school. Right. And, and like stuff like that, where there were like, there weren't any ceiling fans, but it was 110 degrees out. So to even have the opportunity to take your students abroad to places like that, and there's tons of companies that you can use. We used EF tours, but uh, I have like no affiliation with them, like, but that's just the one I used. Um, and that was so fun. And you go for two weeks and you do like adventures and you go do meaningful stuff also, like meet people and check stuff out and you're with your kids. And then that bond, like forever like you have with those students because you, you, you just went through this whole experience with them. So mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's something I really look forward to getting back into like as soon as all this kind of clears up and we can get back out there. We were, our plan last year was to go to Japan, um, which was, you know, my students were stoked about it. They just think everything's gonna look like anime, I think in Japan, but you know, it's, uh, it's what happens when you're 14 and you just watch a lot of anime, you're like, oh, no, I know this was going to, I basically know the customs because I watched Lair, Last Airbender and I'm like, no, I think mean, that's how it works, bro. Not wrong. They're not wrong. Um, okay. One, one follow-up to that. For sure. the one where you went on, when you went um, on your own, how long was it? Did you mention that? Uh, it was like, I think we went for like two and a half months because we okay. had just gotten married and I was still had to pay rent here and like all that, like I couldn't fully leave being here. Um, and I wanted to teach. So this was like, I did student teaching. And then literally, as soon as I was done student teaching, um, got an airplane, went to Africa, and then came back and had to like look for a job and stuff. So that was that was all the time we had. But two and a half months was like, when life is that slow, because there's like, when the, like, when there's no light out at night, you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. There's no TV, there was no internet, like where we were. So it's like a lot of reading books and playing cards and stuff. And so it's, you know, that feels like a very long time when, when those- Don't we have someone else that is in, does sort of teaching through Peace Corps, like Peace Corps that we have a few, like- I don't know. I feel like yeah, there's a lot of people. No, Karen Hunt, Karen Jean Hunt. Like who oh yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Like, hang out with us. She's in like, I think she does teaching in the Peace Corps. Yeah, so she we can figure that out. Yeah. So if you, if anyone has information on how you can do that, like maybe they could just put it in the chat um, and then you could get it from there, but- Look, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's fun to, to talk to you and see you and stuff like that. Likewise, likewise. I'll let you go, but appreciate all the things you do for us. You, you got all it, right. man. My, my pleasure. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. Peace.
Okay, next up is Liz P. Uh -huh. And she says, zoom it up. Uh, Liz, all right, and you're gonna go take care of the kitchen cabinet guy? Yeah. All right, is she in the... I'm hoping so. I don't have her. What, Liz what, uh, Liz, are you in the, oh wait, is it Miss, maybe that's her? Are you jump Liz, are I you Miss, oh, you're going to, it's going to destroy me, P-O-L-O-W-C-Z-Y-K, is that you? That's the only P that I see in there. Um, should we just try that? Give it a shot, see what happens. Um, Edie, I'm not sure what to do. We're at a standstill here. And actually, Edie, don't worry about it because you're doing enough stuff and I don't want to overwhelm you. Um, let's see. All right, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna admit this person and, and hope that it's the, the right one. If it's not, my bad. Oh, it's working Hello? now. How are you? I'm good. Are you Liz? Yep. Oh, okay. So I saw the last name and then I saw Liz P and I was like, I don't know if that P and this, I don't know if it's the same thing. So awesome. How are you? Where are you from? Um, I am from um, north of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. That's, uh, it's not as cold as it is here. I feel like. In... Uh, we have really cold mornings and I think today I haven't been outside all day. It's all gray, but I think it's like 40 today. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's not too different than us. It's like raining here and it snowed this week. So now it just looks like a hot mess that's outside. Um, so cool. What's what's what are we talking about? What do you got? So probably kind of bleh, can't talk. This is like weird. Um, Super weird. So we're, we're, we're virtual, just like you've been all year. I think you're still virtual like for yeah, 100%. Right. Um, and we know that that's kind of difficult getting kids to turn in work and take things seriously. And I was just wondering if you had any tips or tricks about um, keeping kids accountable with their grades and their work, because we just ended um, first semester on Friday and I had more kids fail than I've ever had. I had 24 out of 160. And I mean, that's, like an entire class is failing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering um, if you've been doing anything different than what you've done while we're in person and if you can give me any tips about that. Sure, so let me ask you this first. How's your school kind of addressing that so far? What are they, what's their answer to that? So it's been a little bit difficult because the admin is supportive of us and the efforts that we're doing, but at the same time, we get a lot of pressure because they're like, this is a problem and we need to fix it. And the solution that my admin of our, my department gave me was that we offer all of our kids extra credit. So we did that. They had an extra credit essay to do. And of course, the kids that did it were the kids that we weren't trying to target. Um, yeah. Those were the, the B to A kids, and not the, not the D to C kids that probably could use it. So, I mean, it was beneficial for some kids, but wasn't the outcome I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, it's like I have kids that either have a 4% or 104%. And it's like, this is, you know, I get it. So yeah. a couple of things that I, I've thought of is one is, you know, I think the first part is like not even academic. It's really realizing what we're going through right now and how different it is and that we're going to figure it out. And no one's life is going to be like hopefully ruined by this. Like, I really don't think that like, I think 
that once we get back in the classroom, that's going to be a big adjustment too, because, you know, you had to put on pants for the first time in like, you know, 18 months, but like um, that, so it's, it's trying to know that you're trying to do your best and that it's not life or death. No one dies because we, you know, we didn't give them enough work or they didn't learn the Krebs cycle this year or, you know, whatever it is. So that's part of it. I think the other part of it is really thinking about um, how can we rig the game so kids can win. So a friend of mine gave me a good piece of advice the other day. He said, if you're giving extra credit, what he does is say it's a 20 point extra credit assignment. Um, and the average, so my class, the average classwork assignment is worth about five points. So if I give 20 points, that's huge because what I'm not, what I'm doing is I'm not going to put in like a hundred percent for that. I'm not going to put in a 20 out of 20. Instead, these points will be able to fit in. So if you didn't do work in the past, this will like take the place of those zeros. And apparently mathematically, and I don't know this because I teach English for a reason, um, mathematically, it has a far greater impact on your grade than putting in a hundred. So that's one thing I think offering, but I'm not a huge proponent of extra credit, but I am a proponent of grace. So um, allowing kids to, to retake assessments um, is a really good move. I made a post in, uh, in our Facebook group recently too, where um, I got a ton of good ideas on how to, what I'm doing is sending notifications home every Friday. So this won't happen till the new year because I'm still trying to square it away. But like every Friday, every parent from every kid that's failing will get a notification, but it will come from their child. It will not come from, so I don't have to generate this. I don't have to write all the emails. I don't have to send all this stuff out because I don't have enough time for that. Um, kids are going through the grade book every week. They're seeing what they didn't do. They're, so they're going to talk about what did we learn? What didn't I do this week? Um, and what can I do to make my grade better? So like there's a retake on the test on Wednesday. There's another quiz next Tuesday, whatever it is. So it's not just here's what I did wrong. It's here's the plan of attack on how to make things better. And I'm finding that, you know, typically I think, you know, all my grades are online. My grades are always up to date, like almost every single day, unless there's a project. And then parents will always come to you and say like, how come you didn't tell me? And it's like, dude, I already do all this work to make sure that you have it known. But I just really feel like this year, parents are so overwhelmed with everything that it's like, to, to, it's like if you're homeschooling your kid, if you're working from home, if you're at work and then you have to come home and your kids are supposed to be homeschooling themselves, but they weren't really doing it because they're not like, there's so many moving factors that it's just an act of kindness on my part to just send this very simple thing home so that you know what's going on and then you know what your kid, so that I don't have to even get an email back that says, what does he do to raise his grade? He already knows. And so if you take like the last 10 or 15 minutes of class at the end of the week to do that, then kids that are passing don't have to have a parent notify me that they saw it. Like you just, you get a grade just for noting what happened that week. But if you're not passing, now part of your grade is tied in to whether or not your parents respond to that communication. And that has a really like a really positive effect. And it's really appreciated by parents because they feel like they're in the know because all of a sudden parents went from just parents to teachers. And it's like, Oh, we used, we used to outsource this. It would be like, if I had to like do my own car maintenance, all of a sudden it's like, bro, we're just, we're taking the bus. Cause I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but I think that that's, that's part of it. And, and the way you talk to kids about that is 
it's not I'm trying to catch you. It's not I'm trying to like, because kids get like that all the time, you know, where they're like, how come you called my mom? I feel like you got me in trouble. And it's like, nope, my job is, to, is communication. My job is student success. And I'm trying to figure out ways to, to help you. And if that includes calling your mom, then guess what, bro? Like she made you, so she gets to know. That's how, that's how we roll that. Um, does that help at all or? Yeah, it does. Um, I definitely do like the checkpoint for the grades halfway through the quarter, but I think I definitely need to figure out some way to do it weekly or something with Even my- bi-weekly, right? But, you, but you, what you're doing is putting the onus on children and not on you. The last thing you need is another thing to do, right? Like we all have too many things to do, but by making kids do it, um, then the kids are also interacting with the grade book. They're seeing what their own grades are. They're thinking, I get kids that are like, oh wait, I did that assignment. Like you didn't get it. And then, cause sometimes, they, you know, they put it in the wrong Flipgrid account. They put it in the wrong, they emailed it to the wrong teacher cause they don't look at the names. And so Mr. Wren gets just as much emails, Mr. Reynolds sometimes. Um, so, you know, that helps them to kind of be proponents on their own part to, to they're like they're like advocating for themselves on some level too so yeah one last thing and then i'll yeah. stop taking up time for everybody sure. else i know you i think you said you hadn't completely fleshed it out for second semester but are you having the kids email the parents themselves or how how are you thinking that, that that's, that's a good idea be? so here's what i'm gonna so it is me making a document that students have to fill out and then they have to share that with their parents. And then the parents, this is the hard part, right? This is the part where kids could forge it. They could email it back to me from mom's email account. Like there, there could be some of that, but at the end of the day, you're not winning. Cause at the end of the day, when your mom gets mad and I go, no ma'am, I have like four emails back from you about this. Then that becomes a whole nother conversation, right? But what you're trying to do is just close the gap between, it's not just me and the student, it's me, the student and the parent. And um, so it's students like filling out a Google document and then communicating that to their parents, whether they send it to their phone, whether they send it to an email account that works or something like that. Cause not every, like some of my guys are raised by their grandparents and, um, and maybe grandmom, does, you know, she's still on hotmail. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what's happening here, but uh, they, they're not as tech savvy. So we're, the plan is to figure out a way to do it but then we'll just pivot and adjust to make sure that every parent is included and no one's kind of left out of that. So I'll, I'll share that. Actually, when I get that done, I'll put it, I'll make an announcement. I'll put it up on the website. Um, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. You've got my wheels turning now. So thanks a lot. Awesome. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Who's next? You write a note. I am going to write a note. I was um, trying to get into the pen situation here. I know. Well, um, Sorry. Right. Okay, so Naomi is next, and um, she's asking any suggestions for getting donations for my classroom. Um, we are a new school, and I am starting in January with very limited everything, and my personal funds will only get us so far. Yep. So I think um, I here's here's my my real take on this, uh, Naomi. I think that most people want to help. And especially when children are involved, they want to help even more. And so what we can do when we ask for help, right? Whether that's donors choose, which, you know, my friend, I'm not a good donors choose person, but like my friend, Jen Jones says that everybody should have three to four donors choose projects going at once because every once in a while, like some gazillionaire just comes in and just like pays for all of them. Or like, you know, you just never know what you're gonna get. So you always have that going on for like this kind of wish list dream area. The other piece is, um, I think 
part of it is go figuring out what you need, figuring out who has it, and then going and asking them for it. So I have done that on Instagram, on Facebook. And I had like some, I don't even remember what her name was, but some wonderful woman bought stools. Like the stool that you're sitting on right now mm -hmm. was all purchased from someone. I've had a bunch of folks like just send things to my classroom or send things to students or whatever. The other thing is, um, is like once I was doing a, a community garden at my school and I needed supplies. So I just went to Home Depot and I said, hey, look, here's what I need. It costs about $2,000. Um, I have zero money for it, but I didn't know if you guys could like donate it. Do you have like any old lumber that like is all jacked up that I could have? Do you have like screws that fell out of a box and like you're going to chuck them in a dumpster anyway? And it turns out that they had money already set aside to help community members. And then in talking to them like, oh yeah, a lot of big businesses, like the big box stores that you go to already have part of their they funding. Funds. They al al Yeah, they allocate funds for this to be able to help when it's needed. So it's really contacting. Now I wouldn't contact like the, you know, be mindful. Like you want to make sure you have a decision maker. So if store you managers. email, but a store manager would work, but I think a district manager would be even better because they are, because they can make that call. Um, yeah, but I think store managers can too, at least in Home Depot, when we had that scenario happen. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I don't know if she just made it because she, because <laughs> she loved you. No, or the first one was it. that it was, his name was Drew oh, that helped us. Different. And what he told, this is the manager from Home Depot. This is what he told me. He Let's goes, preface it that you knew that. I did know, manager. I did know him because I used to but work at Home Depot. Got no, it, I did not get funded because I knew him. Um, because, because people at, like when I worked at Home Depot, there were some managers that were real sticklers for all the rules. He said to me, he goes, I feel like I work for the evil empire and giving this to you gives me a chance to give back what you're allowed. So don't think of it as just a favor you're asking. You're asking people to be a blessing to others. You're asking people, do you want to be an answer to someone's prayers? And that, when you look at it that way, and if you look at it to like, it's not for me. Yo, I'm trying to get some stuff for my kids. So whether you're at the food store, you're at the craft store, you're at, you know, you go to Michael's or Joanne Fabric or Home Depot or Target or Walmart. Um, if you, my, one of my favorite books of all time is I Feel Great and You Will Too by Pat Croce. And Pat Croce says this, if you don't ask, the answers already know. So it's just about going to these places, asking and asking people like, Hey, I'm just wondering if you, I'm just asking if you want to be an answer to someone's prayer. I That's think, all. Like, I think most, and I don't, maybe Hobby Lobby can get away with that language, but I don't know if that everyone. But I think most stores have that money allocated, like we yeah. said, but I think that they're so busy, they don't know how to use that money locally, like within yeah. their communities. It takes the community to reach out to those people and say, hey, Good we need your help. Um, and then, and you get it, you'd be surprised that I think how many times you get a yes by just asking. Nobody asks is the problem. You're right. Okay. Um, hold on. I want to show everyone my favorite new uh, Zoom background that I used in school the other day. Ready for this? Mm -hmm. Bam. Mandalorian. Sitting here with Baby Yoda. Love it's it. the best background. Because he's, I love um, he's animated in it. Yes. So cute. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> Laura Campion is... Uh, asking, hey Reynolds, um, 
hit us up with some positivity as we head into the holidays. What are some of your beautiful family's traditions this time of year? Peace, health, and happiness. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Yes. Same to you. Thank you very much. I mean, it's it's a tricky year. So it's, yesterday we were supposed to have um, pancakes and pajamas. Pancakes and pajamas with family, uh, with our whole family, and get together and stuff. And that got struck down because one of my cousins is pregnant, and her daughter, her doctor was like strongly urged her to not be around that many family members. And um, so that doctor messed up our whole holiday plans, and now we're home alone. What no, I'm saying here is that doctors ruin Christmas. That's what no, I'm just saying. So I'm just uh, to do it by ourselves. No, no, no. Well, that was one thing. And then they were like, so we don't even think you should do like Christmas dinner or anything like that. So usually it's changed over the years. Um, I grew up in a house. This was one of my favorite things. If you have, here, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what you should do it, when it's not COVID. Growing up, um, a lot of my friends were Jewish or Muslim. And so they were, um, but they were all the guys that I hung out with all the time. So at Christmas, because I, and I, you know, when you grow up like in a, in a small neighborhood and everybody celebrates Christmas and like, you don't like, not until I went to high school to have friends that were like, didn't look like me, that didn't come from the same background as me, but like growing up, it was basically like Sandlot, right? Um, no, that was a little bit, that was a slightly diverse cast. It was like all white Sandlots, right? So like that, that's where I lived. That was my experience. When I went to high school, I remember meeting friends that were Jewish and I'm like, wait, what are you doing? What do you guys, you don't do Christmas? And they're like, no, man, like, no, we're Jewish. Like, what are you talking about? And like, I don't know, like you're 15. Like it didn't dawn on you before. I'm like, so what are you, what are you doing on Christmas? They're like, I don't know. We usually just go to the movies. And I just thought that was like, I'm like, but we're having a big party at our house. Like, I don't care if you like, like, I don't care if you celebrate Christmas, but like, you just come over for our party. So my mom started inviting all of my friends' families over and they would come over on Christmas Eve. So we would have these massive parties on Christmas Eve. It reminded me of the Fezziwig party from A Christmas Carol, which is one of my favorite scenes in any story ever. And we would have like, it would be like all my Jewish friends would come over, like Muslim friends would come over, friends that didn't have anywhere else to go or that their families didn't do anything or that their families weren't like a particularly safe or inviting place to be around. They would come over. Then as we got older, um, the weird, it started getting weird when we also had foster kids. So we had tons of foster kids at my house, all these different people in my home. Then everyone would start drinking. And then at night, they would be us and our friends. Uh, well, I didn't drink back then, but like us and our friends, our friends would all be drinking and they'd be putting toys together. So it looked like Santa's elves, but it looked like, but you know, when Buddy the Elf tries to put stuff together and it's like, hey, that, that slinky's not, doesn't look very looks like straightened it out or something went wrong with it. Doll houses that needed stickers on it. They were slightly a little crooked. crooked. Um, But it was so fun because it was inclusive. It was a communal activity. And that was one of my favorite things. So we did that when our kids were younger. But then as they got older, it was hard because it was loud and there was too many people and you need to put your kids to bed and you didn't want to be up till three o'clock in the morning. So maybe one day that'll happen again. But we still have people over for Christmas Eve. A lot of times my brother stays with me. My... uh, my wife's stepmother will come and stay with us. Um, and it's just a day about being together. And as far as Christmas break, I really, really try hard to not to want it, but not need it. I don't want to just be like, oh, because it's, I, and I get, I know how hard that is. I realize how difficult that is, but um, it just makes me do better when I'm in it. Like, it just makes me uh, like, I appreciate it more 
because what I don't want to have is when it's time to go back to school to be like bummed that breaks over. It's like, no, that was a nice to have, right? It was like, uh, I don't know. It's, I can't really think of a, can't really think of a metaphor for that, but it was like a thing that was nice to have, but wasn't completely necessary. Cool. What you got, dude? It's fun. I feel like we're not getting to nearly as many questions, mm -hmm. but you know. Topher Classroom Confidential is asking a follow-up, uh, follow-up from a previous live stream. Yep. My principal who took away arts and music and replaced by study hall. Now he thinks the answer is time management classes. Why does admin fail to see the answer isn't academic rather than one of morale and socio-emotional uh, nurturing? Frustrated as hell. You know. Oh, I know I, I, schools that operate out of that place drive me insane. Yeah, why is it so hard for them to see that like those other things are that the academics will follow if you do the others? Because I, I think there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. One is you are you've been conditioned to look at numbers and data and let them run the show instead of looking at people. You shouldn't be an education because you anymore. can't you can't. You know, there's no data on feelings. There's no data on love. There's no data on like taking your time and like- Can we get data on dumbness? Does that work? I'm well, just kidding. No, but I think if we do look at schools that care about kids, that put kids first, yeah. that, you know, th that focus on that. Um, and the problem is we know so many principals that do that, that focus on the kids first. And we've seen it, win we've seen yeah, people win absolutely. all the time, but it's also messy. And so if you don't, if you're not that, if you're running a school, like you're running a business, like it's just, I don't, I, I can't say it's not going to work because I don't know every school in the world and maybe it does. But if you're running school because education's only ever about the students and you have a big picture in mind and you're not a manager, but you're a leader, that's a huge difference, right? Leaders make change. Leaders have guts. Leaders try stuff. Leaders are pioneers, whereas managers just take directive and they do what they're told by their board or their district or whatever. And I think there's different types of folks like that. But I, I think the latter, I think that the question is about something that is, it's messy and it's not, there's no one size fits all, right? So what I say all the time, I was just talking to my friend Cho about this the other night, the things I do in school, the things that are in my book, the things I talk about on YouTube, not all of them are gonna be for everyone. But for my school, my students, my personality, the community that I work a part of, they work, right? But not everything's gonna work for everybody. It's the same thing as differentiated instruction. You can go into differentiated instruction and think, well, there was a written component, a speaking component, a tactile component. The students moved around for exactly 3.2 minutes in the middle of the lesson. Like you can do that, but that's like saying, that's like someone teaching you to dance and then not having any kind of swag be a part of it if you're just doing the moves like what like what that's not it's like you just can't do that but I think that's most things in life that is caring for the people that you love that is playing music it's learning how to dance it is figuring stuff out it is there's anytime you want the program the program it, it's just not going to work I just I don't like educational programs is is because when they bring in some new curriculum specialist that's like well, we tested your kids and the Lexile levels here and we feel like this is what's gonna, this is what everyone sounds like in my head. Um, it's like, it's too, like, I get the data matters, right? The data, it, there is a place for it, but that can't be it. There has to be this other component 
of feelings, of relationships, of community building, of social emotional well-being for students. And where do we get that stuff? What deals with social emotional things better, I think, than I'll say English class, and that's not just because I'm an English teacher, but also music, art, the things that kind of get us out of, the things that are far more interpretive. I just think there's that there's a whole piece that's, that, that we miss, um, but it's because it's messy. What you got, dude? Okay. You got a lot of things going on over there. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're on a radio show now. <sighs> we'll be back. Tiana? Tiana is asking, what advice would you give to a college student who is in the process of getting their credentials? I'm super excited to teach, but I'm always, I always have one question in my mind. Will I be good at it? Yes. Um, that's a great question. I, here's what I think. Teaching is a, it's a skill. It's a craft, right? You don't get it good at anything. You can't get good at playing piano by watching videos about playing piano, reading books about playing piano, meeting people that play piano and hearing people talk about playing piano. You can't, you got to play piano. That's the only thing. So, um, I think that what I'd really focus on is you. How are you going to handle all of this? What's your social emotional well-being like? How are you, how do you handle problems? What are things that are, um, shadow sides of yours? Like, so some stuff that like, are you quick to anger? Do you have, you know, is, are they in any like parts of your confidence that need work? Um, your organizational abilities, your um, ab ability to like multitask or pivot when necessary. It's looking at, but not beating yourself up about things that are part of you. So what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And then sometimes weaknesses shouldn't be focused on, right? Sometimes just maximizing your strengths. But if you have bad organizational skills or you don't know how to talk to like a parent that's upset, maybe that's, you know, something you should work on. So it's like, I think using stuff like that, and I'll tell you a tool that I found this week and I'm not affiliated with them, although I wish I was. Um, there's a new app, new, new to me, called Blinkist. And I heard about it on like a million different podcasts. And what it is, you can get a seven-day free trial. Again, I am not affiliated with them. I'm not getting paid for this. Seven-day free trial to read as many books as you want. But they break books down into just their core components. It's, it's kind of like Sparknotes, right? Um, but for like a million great books. And I found it so interesting this week because there's a ton of books I want to read, but I don't know if I want to buy them. And this gives me the ability to kind of like read through and go, oh, no, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and some books that are like, one of my favorite books is Think and Grow Rich. And like, cause I think it's good for like a million reasons. And I think it makes teachers better teachers also, but, um, it's, it's a lengthy book. And sometimes the dude just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But to read it on Blinkist, which I did this week, it was really great. So I think that that's a good resource too. So it's not just looking at the, the pedagogy. It's looking at you as a person and how are you going to show up to class to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, oh, and there's the dog sitting outside the door going, guys, I'm out here. Let's do another one. Let's go. This is great. Uh, Summer Tate is asking, I will be hosting a practicum student for 20 weeks on Zoom. As a third year teacher, I am struggling to not burn out and do and do not want to scare her away from teaching and want this to be a positive experience. Any tips on how to be a dynamite host to a soon-to-be teacher in remote learning? Uh, I think, you know, that's a great question. It is a great question. Um, 
I think sometimes it's acknowledging where we are, right? It's not an excuse. It's a reason. Look, this is where we're at right now. This is the state of the, of, of the world. Um, and I've had any, no so in, in where we live, uh, there's a college called St. Joe's and St. Joe's University used to send students to my class all the time. And then I would like go to their college classes and speak there and stuff like that. But like they would just send people in for the day or for like a you know a few weeks or something like that. And some days are just not fun, right? Like even in person, it was like someone shows up and they like heard about your class. They want to come check it out. They want to be and you know look through your books and all this stuff. Um, and it's like you're taking a test that day, or I had bad news that morning, or you know. Um, it was like, it's, I got like something happened with a student. So I'm, you know, it's just not optimal. It's about bringing people in and letting them know that teaching is about, it's just about this also. It's about pivoting. It's about making something from nothing. It's about showing up the work on bad days and trying to be the best version of yourself. Um, it's, and so right now with virtual learning, I mean, we can act like this is way different. And in some ways it is, right? Really, like clearly, but at the same time, we're still showing up trying to meet kids where they are and trying to bring them up to where they can be. We're trying to care for kids for who they are and not for who we want them to be. And I don't think any of that changes. So it's like figuring out ways to care for children, to find kids that think they're invisible, to make them visible, to still have a sense of community, still have a sense of like, we're getting like, even though this is hard for me, how do I fund? Because honestly, like, how are we expecting students to show up and give their all if we're not doing that every day? So it's helping people figure that out, um, even in the midst of all this stuff. And then I just keep telling kids like, we have a story now. Like, hopefully nobody in your known future is ever gonna have to deal with this again. And then to be able to talk about like, you know, how tough this is. It's not easy to be doing all, uh, you know, all this stuff and, and to be online. Um, so I think that that's, it's, it's, it's exercising a muscle that is going to make everything else seemingly easier, right? Like when you bench press, I'm never going to push that much weight up. I'm never going to have to, just the tree is not going to fall on my chest. You know, I'm not going to get like, you know, if I get hit by a car, I'm certainly not pushing it off of me, but you're using muscles to a capacity that is going to make carrying your groceries in no problem. Getting a piece of plywood, put in the back of your pickup truck not a problem because you were working out already. So that's what school feels like to me right now. It feels like a really hard workout that in the future is going to make other stuff just, it's like, damn, like school seems like a breeze now. Um, yeah. Um, everyone's asking for how you get those fun Zoom pictures and the Baby Yoda one specifically, Chris Carson was asking oh. for, um, or where do you find moving backgrounds for I, Zoom or? I look them up on YouTube. Can you put a link in for the Yoda one? Um, yeah. Yeah, dude, I can do that. Is it quick? Yeah. Um, do you have another question while I'm doing that? Um, let's see. Yes, our next question is a good one. It's from Christopher. He's saying, um, how do we prevent cookie cutter lessons slash activities? I'm finding that my students are getting bored with the current model we're doing and I would love to start something new for the new year. We've been using Nearpod and Flipgrid a lot. I apologize for not being able to Zoom. My computer's in my classroom. Oh, no worries. Did you do it? Yeah. Oh, there, there you is. go. For all the baby uh, Yoda lovers. Baby Yoda fans. It's, Who's not a baby Yoda fan? There's something wrong with your life. He's so cute. No, you need to rethink life if you don't like baby Yoda. We probably should call um, him by his real name, which is not baby Yoda. 
It's Baby Yoda. It's the same reason everyone just calls him Mando still. We know his, we know his name from <laughs> you know, since last year. We still call him Mando. Um, you know, okay, so that's Chris's, Christopher's question. I, so, you know, it's funny. I got to work with a company last year called HMH, uh, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and I made a whole bunch of content for them for their, like, their gated site. So it's, like, not available to the public unless you're on Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. It's, like, um, if you have, uh, like, if, your, as, if your school it? has it, then you can get on there and you go to this place called Teacher's Corner and then there's, like, the Reynolds Corner. Um, so... The interesting thing was that they started sending me all this textbook stuff that they had like so hey here's lessons from our textbook can you tell us how you would do it and it's i mean it's comprehensive it's like here's your pre-class here's your like you know expectations here's the reading here's the questions here's the, the the exit ticket or whatever they have here's the quiz the test it's all it's all there and so what i liked about that was um, I don't have that in my school. I have like almost complete freedom, like for 95, 90% of my years, like anything I want to do is what I do. Um, to have someone tell me, and this is how I looked at it. It wasn't like HMH was really great. It's actually like one of my favorite companies I've ever worked with, but like, um, to have them say, here's the package. And now I got to figure out what to do with it. All that really felt like to me, was like, and I, you know, I, I talk about this a lot where, school lessons are often like boxed cake. So if you go and you buy like a Betty Crocker, you know, okay, I don't know, that's what we have in the US. I have no idea how, how far and wide Betty Crocker is. But like, if you buy a pre-packaged, like you buy a cake that you have to like, you know, the kind you put like a little bit of that cake dust in the, I don't know what that crap is. It's cake dust in the bowl and you mix it with like an egg and some oil or whatever you do. I don't tell how much I make box cakes, but like, then you bake it you could feel some sense of accomplishment, but like if you give someone a cake that has like no icing on it, has no sprinkles on it, it's not displayed in any kind of beautiful way, like what, what now? So what I think of when I'm doing that is, my son is, is broadcasting to me on Google right now. Um, it is what thinking about how can I take what I got and then sprinkle some magic on top of it. And the way that I do that is by really taking a step back and thinking, how can I present this information? So when you have a cake, it's not only about the cake, it's about the icing on top, it's about the sprinkles. Do you have candles? What kind of candles do you have? What kind of platter are you putting it on? What kind of event is going on when you cut the cake? Is it a whole situation? Um, maybe you have sparklers on the top. You just went out, didn't even do candles to begin with. Is it in a beautiful, nice casing and it sits there all day and you're building like a sense of, uh, of like excitement around like when you finally get to eat the cake. Um, are you serving it with ice cream? What kind of ice cream are you putting on plates? Is it going into a bowl? Like you're thinking of that stuff too. So when you have boring lessons, simple couple of things that I've talked about before about if they bear repeating are how can you get kids, guys, we're doing this thing today, right? And you can set it up however you want, but like making it an event, right? how are you reading what you're reading? And although virtual can, it's gonna affect this, of course, like it affects everything else. How are you reading it? Where are you reading it? So if you're reading ghost stories, if you're talking about um, something in, in history where like people were, I don't know, like where you could, you're, you're talking about people that were in the fields, people that were in the dust bowl, people like 
wherever, like think about where you're at or what you're reading or what you're reading about. And then where in the school or in your community would be a good place. Maybe that's your background and you just start changing your background to be different places. Like it could be, I mean, I don't have a lot on here because this is a new account, but like if we are just reading today, welcome back everyone. And like, you, you know, you, you create a whole sense of like what you're doing um, and the space that you're in, you know, are we in space today? Are we talking about the mysterious places? Are we, this is actually exactly where we got engaged in case she said no, someone was going off. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, using video backgrounds for different stuff. Like um, I think also using music, music changes classes. It is like, if you play music behind what you're reading, it makes it funnier. It makes it more exciting. It makes it like, what the, wait, what? Like, let me turn, I got to check in on what the hell Reynolds is doing right now. That's why you're playing this music over what we're doing. Um, it, it, like, especially love scenes, man, you play some sweet Barry White over somebody reading a love scene. It's the most hilarious thing you can imagine in school. So all that's so important, um, but it is, that's the sprinkling magic thing. It's, can we do this while sitting on the floor, while laying on the floor? Can we do this while we're all standing up on our desk? Can we do this while we're on the school stage or in the cafeteria, in the basement, um, in the back of the school, in an alleyway? Is there a cool place near your school that you can go to the woods or to the city or what, or whatever? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Little candle lights that I get from the dollar store. Like when we did ghost stories um, last year, we started going into the basement of the school. I got everyone dollar store tea light candles that were battery powered. Um, bought a whole bunch of them. Everyone held them. We sat in a circle. We read this ghost story. It was super fun, but you didn't need, it, it didn't cost a lot of money, but it was just ways to, that you start looking at it and going, are we reading about spies? And then how can we do that? How can I bring in, maybe we have like, you know, evidence around, maybe we have to solve a mystery. Like you just start looking at stuff like that. I'll tell you the book to go to on this is, um, is Teach Like a Pirate. Uh, by my guy, Dave Burgess, he uh, wrote this book and it has all these hooks in it that are so, they just make you start going, yes, there's a million opportunities that I just didn't see before. Um, and the more you, let me say the last thing about this, the more you do this, the better you get, right? If I go into my pantry <clears throat> right now, I basically look for stuff that's already ready to eat, right? Like I don't, I don't cook, <laughs> but someone that knows how to cook is going to see ingredients. They're going to start putting things together. It's like ratatouille. They start looking for these taste explosions that exist. And so it's really a muscle that you have to exercise to see what you can do. What you got? Uh, Indy Kitty, uh, thank you for the super chat. That's so nice. Oh, nice. Um, thank you. She's asking, I have Disney Plus for Hamilton. Anything else I should watch? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian Plus, I think, is is it on Disney Plus? It's coming out with all the new little series that Bertie was telling us about for Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of new Marvel There's stuff. There's so much great stuff coming out on Disney+. Watch. Plus. It's like... Um, I would also say, I'm not a musical person. The Greatest Showman was so good. So good. Like, cried like four times during it. Like, I and I do not like musicals. But even the music in it was so good. It just, yeah, I loved it. That I used was to it. not like any Marvel stuff. And now I love them all. Oh, we watched, and I can't wait for that all was the new series. That was like our out. thing last year. It was we like, did. we watched every single Marvel anything. Yeah, we you know. did. I wanted to see all of them. They're great. Um, okay. AB is asking, Mr. Reynolds, if you wrote a book about the stories of your mom, I would buy it. I like all of those stories of her kindness. Speaking of kindness, do you think kindness um, and care is more important than grades? 
evil genius to get perfect grades. Nazi party was about 25% PhDs. Um, but what, what did it matter if that's, uh, what they did with their education, all those horrific acts against others. I think true teaching is just care for others, or maybe just like what your mom did when she cared, um, about the lunch bag puncher who felt invisible, mm. are moral and ethic, uh, priorities more important than academic ones? As I, a mom, I say yes. So first of all, okay. thank you very much. Um, my mom was a special, special person. And so like those that don't know, like my mom passed away. Um, it was actually just the anniversary on Friday. Yes. Uh, it was 22 years. So I, at, as a 44 year old, I've been alive. I had as much time on earth uh, with my mom as I've had without my mom now, which is, which is a weird thing this week. Um, so I've been thinking about her a lot. And, oh, I skipped <clears throat> you know, I think, I think it's both. And here, here's why. Because, you know, I think caring for people is challenging people. Caring for people is helping them to, to grow into who they are. And so, you know, when we are pushing kids, when we want kids to learn, we want kids to do better, when we're looking at things like grades, um, grades to me are like, they're not the indicator, they're, a, they're an indicator as to whether or not you're doing the work that you need to do. They're a way for you to reflect because, you know, we don't, we don't teach our students and even adults don't do this very often. We're like, we don't teach one another to like be accountable, to look like how many, like, I know I do this, but I know that like almost, I won't say none of my friends, a lot of the friends I've been making lately do this, but like looking back over your year and really assessing how it went. How did you feel like you, you know, for lack of a better term, scored on your relationship with your wife? Did you go out on off dates? Did you go, or, or husband, you know, or whatever your situation is. Um, it is, how many dates did I go on? Um, what are some things that like, we let go this year that we'd rather do more? How much time do we spend with our kids? How many, like, how many, like one of the things we're noting is like, we need to start like doing more stuff with our kids. We do a lot of stuff together. We spend a lot of time together, but like more adventures need to happen in our life. Um, and so I think that there's value in that, but it has to work together. Because I've said this before, and I think I might have just said this in the beginning to, I think I said to James Pete, um, kids don't care what you know until they know that you care. So for just indoctrinating children, of course, that's a terrible idea, right? So it's like, but it, because it has to be a balanced approach of education and learning how to deal with your feelings, learning how to um, deal with failure, dealing with not being good at stuff, and then like still pushing kids but from a place of love, it is, has to be about, if education is only ever about students, then it's about the whole student and not just, you know, whether or not you can regurgitate information on a test or whether or not you do a really great job with a project. Um, because when we don't deal with people's hurt, when we don't help people to mention their feelings and manage their feelings, then we end up with folks that, you know, get in, find gangs and find solace in those places. Like, like look, here's the bottom line. Nobody, nobody that ever, I, I, I don't think, unless you, unless there's something like, like there's a disconnect, right? Like if you're like a, like a serial killer, like I don't, I don't, I don't know that there was always an inciting incident, but for most kids that don't act appropriately, that don't do well in school, that don't, and when I say appropriately, I mean that like, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't know how to like, like social interaction is something that they don't, that's not their strong suit. Um, it's about meeting kids where they are and helping them to be who they want to be. But so often folks are just pushed aside or we just focus on education. And then 
you know, they don't find that care anywhere else. Joseph Campbell talks about this thing like the secondary father, which is like, if your dad wasn't there for you, you're always constantly, and I know this as, as a kid, my dad died when I was four. Um, you're constantly pull, like looking for that dad energy from somewhere else. If you don't get that, we turn to things like, like gangs and we get, we'll take attention from wherever we can get it. And sometimes that's not a place that's particularly healthy for a child. So it's, it's, you know, again, it goes back to this idea of it, there's no, there's no silver bullet in education. There's no easy way about any of this is every year looking at a child, getting to know them, building relationships and figuring out what do they need? Do they need help in math? Do they need help with their anger management? Do they need help? Like what, what is the, the, the situation need to be there? And, th and that's kind of how I look at that. Um, well, if I'm, I'm done that, done that question. <laughs> you need another one? Leaving me. Our daughter wants uh, the computer. She's like, um, are you almost done? I want to play Minecraft. All right, we can be done soon. No, um, I, but there's so many great questions. There are. And there's a lot of people in the waiting room, too. Um, so how many people do you have in the waiting room? Just uh, five. I only have two people with Zoom. So if you didn't, I don't see. Yeah. Okay, so this is new. So um, can I say hi to someone in the waiting room real quick yeah. is that cool uh -huh. can i give can i give a heads up because i'm just looking yeah. in order here that john lopez is in there and then we could oh i don't have john lopez on my google doc john lopez is going to drop you magic can, you can drop anywhere i bring yeah. it in anyway uh, i'm just going in the order Johnny's? of who's there too so it's not like a not and playing fate okay go ahead all right got it Let's oh go. yeah i'm Manelik. john lopez are you there Me up. Paging John Lopez. John Lopez, please come to the front gate. There he is. The Hello. Light. Hello, everybody. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? James Pete, everybody. It, it was an honor to all the new teachers out there. Hang in there. I know it's tough. I'm there. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing, man? I'm 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 doing all right. Where it's it's just it's just very howdy. Uh, I'm glad you're okay. Good. Uh, can you hear me? I don't know if John can hear me. I don't think so. John, you can't hear me. Tech is not a strong suit. I know. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm gonna. Hit up John. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna remove him because I don't think he can hear me. Um, do, do we have time to go? I don't want to hold everyone up. I know there's like people that are helping us with the chat. Uh, and stuff this, like that. So then go to Manoa. Uh, okay, Manoa. I hope you're not eating something or no, blowing your nose. No, she just text something. She's okay, good. Go. She's good. Because I did that to someone yesterday. Poor John. He's gonna be like, "Why did you kick it?" He's gonna be like, "What happened there?" I'll have to hit him up. I said, "Do it again." Um. But no, can you hear me? Are we on? Maybe, okay, maybe not. It takes a second. I know it does. I'm just, you know, just trying to fill the air. Oh, okay. With words, mm -hmm. so it's not awkward. Uh, connecting to audio. Take your time. There's no. Um, we're not sweating anything here. We have the moment. No, it's all the way from. But no, can you hear me? Netherlands, right? I can hear your keyboard. Trying. Can you, sorry, can you hear me? Yay! Yes. Okay, awesome. I nope. don't really see anything on YouTube because it froze, but um, oh. I guess this is lag. No, it's there's a lag from YouTube to. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
How are you? Where are you from? Can, can you tell everyone? Um, I live in the Netherlands. Wait, let me see if I can. This is the first time I've used Zoom. This. Yo. There it is. Hi, um, I'm from the Netherlands. So uh, excuse my English. <laughs> it's all right. Excuse um, my English. I, This is exciting. I just sent you a book the other day. So I actually requested, yeah. But I think something went wrong with the payment the second time because I got meal. Uh, so yeah, you might wanna. Oh, we'll figure it out. It's don't even worry about that. It was funny, like I'm in the uh, in the post office in my little town and they're like, where is this going? They're like, cause the, the address does not look like it's through the United States. They're like, where is this to? And I'm like, the Netherlands. And they're like, the Netherlands. And I'm like, yeah, dude, just don't question me about my mail. Just send it where I want you to send it. <laughs> um, that's great. How, what's going on? What, what can we help you with or talk about? Um, so this is a student that I don't teach anymore, but it just keeps buzzing around in my head. And I'm wondering from, well, what if I meet another student like this? This is a kid who was extremely enthusiastic about uh, biology, which I teach. And any conversation that you would have uh, in a class or with another student, he would just kind of uh, take it over and just be very enthusiastic and keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. But um, the other students would, um, would find that annoying, would uh, feel that he was, nah, bumming into their conversation so i'm not really sure how i can help this student or this type of student uh keep his enthusiasm for biology without him disconnecting from his classmates because they think he talks too much yeah that's a really great question so because uh, you don't want to yeah you don't want to like ruin the kid so i think there's a couple of things you can do there one um is have a conversation with them right the whole idea behind real rap with reynolds is that i have these conversations with my students that are completely honest and i say look I love your enthusiasm and like you and I can talk about this and share things and um, but we have to create like the class is a community so we have to create space for other people to be able to talk to and that's just a good life skill right if you go out to dinner with people and someone's yammering on the whole night and you're like bro can I get a word in edgewise like that is just a good life skill to have because what you're teaching kids to do is to read the room and to see and to, and to care for people in their silence, right? So sometimes we just hold what we wanna say because it, and that's an act of care for others. The other thing is to maybe give that kid um, jobs. So I find that students that wanna talk about stuff all the time also just have a lot of energy. So what can we give them to do where they're maybe collecting things for you, grading things for you, they're helping someone out that needs help um, and you're giving them something to do with that energy that they have and that they feel that can be really beneficial as well. Um, other than that, it is, you know, one of the things I love about science in particular is that I have, you know, my friend Cho would just sit in a room and have lunch with students. Uh, she was the head of our science department. Kids would just come in with questions. They would just say like, well, what about this? Or I heard, you know, whether it was talking about flat earth, whether it was talking about DNA, whether it was talking about could the X-Men be real? Like it was, just that kind of curiosity that students would come into and just ask her about. And that gave them a space to, to do that. So it wasn't just, you know, your 40 or 50 minutes of class or however long you have, it was, no, let's keep having this conversation. And then once that relationship's built like that, you can point back to that while you're in class and say, um, cause a lot of times for me, those students ask like the most, they'll just be like, 
thinking of stuff and they ask things that aren't really a part of what we're doing and you're building in time for that yo when we have like you know chew and chat time later or whatever you're doing um like come hang like that's a great question for later remember please write that down on something so that we can make sure that we talk about that later and if anybody else is interested in doing that we're going to talk about this later because of course we have you know nerd time after school i don't know whatever that's i'm sarcastic so that's why i would say something ridiculous like that but like it is time where that those conversations can happen and i do that to students all the time which is why you know i have meetings in the beginning of the day to talk about certain movies or tv shows that we all watch that week there's stuff that happens after school where we can talk about comic books and video games and tv and stuff so there's you're creating space for that student to really flourish to really come alive to really talk about some stuff um and that I think that that what you're doing is just giving them a place to channel that energy instead of just taking up all the air in the room while you have class. Um, does that help at all? I'm not really ever sure. Yeah, yeah. It was really just um, how do I uh, yeah connect with this person and not say find you your your classmates find you annoying because that's just yeah. terrible to say. And and look, oh, I mean, look, real quick, I think it's it, when you that child sees that you care right? They're going to be able to take any level of what they might see as criticism differently. So if you show that you really care, you show that you're really putting in this extra time, um, it gives you a time to be like, you know, you can address those things in class and they're not going to take them to heart. They're not going to feel like beat up by it because they know that like, no, you know, it's like whenever you get tough criticism from someone that really loves you, it's different than if it's just from your principal or someone doesn't like the way you said something in a meeting, you take it differently because you know that there's love behind that. And I think that that's the message we're trying to send to students. Someone said they use a code. Um, they have Elmo and Elmo, uh, oh. Amy Russell, Elmo is a code word I use for enough. Let's move on. Oh, E-L-M-O. Enough. Let's move on. Elmo. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. So awesome. Oh, nice. Well, look, are you on, do you guys have, did you win a break? What's that look like for you right now? Um, I'm actually still studying to become a teacher. And okay. um, I don't know how, how you call it in America, but uh, in the Netherlands, it's called stage year, where you uh, go to a school and uh, teach for half a year or uh, an entire year, and then just go back to um, being a student. But I've just uh, finished that last year. So I'm just trying to finish my study. Awesome. Do they, so curious, do they pay you when you're doing that? Or do you have to like figure out a way to make money when you're doing that? Yeah, if that? you're lucky, I'm, I'm, I'm not lucky. Okay. <laughs> no one in America is either. No, no, no one gets paid. We have, to, you essentially work for free. For, <laughs> years, and it's like, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. So awesome. Well, look, I really appreciate you. Yeah, you so I have on. not a job with, uh, yeah. Yeah. What time, what time is it in the Netherlands? Yeah, right thank now? you for having me. What, what time is it for you right now? About half past eight in the evening. Okay. All right. So not too bad. All right. So really it's half past eight in the, in the evening, kind of. Talking Netherlands. Um, awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on and for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that your book gets to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Um, um, let's do this question. I have Max the Moose says, hello, CJ, my question is, do you have any tips for trying to not let the fear of COVID impact uh, on your teaching in the classroom? We have been doing in-person instruction this academic year, and I find 
it quite tricky not to let uh, overwhelm me, especially with the cases rising again. That, what's that? It's an eight. That's like the only thing that like Facebook is like a positive. I I'm healthy, I'm well, I'm good. So I think that's part of it. I think one is talking about it. I think, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but, and it's, you know, one of my favorite Mr. Rogers lines is uh, that what's mentionable is manageable. When we can talk about things, it takes power away from them. Um, and so that is the power of therapy, right? It's like going and, and learning how to deal with some of those things also. But like part of it is just saying it out loud. It is the reason I, you know, I don't really even want to say that, but it might because I've never been to an AA meeting, but like, my sense would be that like, if you're in an AA meeting or an NA meeting and you have to say like, you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic, like part of that is like, you are kind of bearing your soul a bit and, and you're taking power away from something because it's not hidden. So talking about that, I think the other thing is understanding things like a bit about germ transmission and how that works. And so I know that like, I, I too, get a little bit freaked out. Like even when I have to go out to a store, especially because it's Christmas time, I'm Christmas shopping. Um, it's like, we bought N95 masks online. So they're masks that literally like stop um, sure any are. any particles from, from coming through it. Uh, it is not touching my face. It is not touching, it's washing my hands often. But I'll tell you what, like I haven't, the last time I got sick in my life was 11, over 11 years ago. It was right after my daughter was born. I got really, really ill. Um, and, but then I was talking to a nurse friend and she's like, you know how to not get sick? She said, don't stop touching your face and your eyes with unwashed hands. And I just don't do it anymore. Like when I'm sitting there thinking I'm not like going like this, I'm not just rub my eye. Like sometimes you do, cause you don't know, get stuff in your eyes. But it is learning that like, this isn't something I have to be afraid of. And that because I'm young and healthy and unless you, you, you know, if you don't have other pre-existing conditions, like you're like, that's a big thing. And then trying to follow some of the literature. I know that's very daunting to do so, but one of the things I was reading recently was they said a lot of folks that are, that are really struggling with COVID have a vitamin D deficiency and have weak gut biomes. So like your gut health is not strong enough. Um, and that has an effect and I, I don't need to go into all the science of that, but like, it's about educating yourself enough to know what's going on with that and then just doing your best. And if you really don't wanna be there, I think it's about having the conversation with your school to see if you can go virtual. Um, and I know some people can do that and some people can't. I know some people that are very close to me that like have pre-existing conditions, they're still in the classroom. It doesn't, you know, no one seems to care. Uh, but I, but think, I think it's being smart. Like you said, it's, yeah. if you can literally, it is the thing that has impressed me with you that you literally, you come home from school and you immediately wash your hands. Like when our kids were little, you never like- Picked them up. Picked them up. You went straight to the bathroom and washed your hand. And mostly changed my clothes. Like as yeah. soon as but I So I think really just being smart with those basic things can really save you a lot. Like yeah. when you understand yeah. germ transmission, it's like, just don't touch your face. Yeah. It's hard. I'm, as I'm, I'm sitting terrible there, at it. here stroking I'm my shy. chin, um, but I'm in my house. Um, okay, so I don't know what to do. You have a lot of questions. Okay, um, what should we do next? That's up to you. How long do you want to do? Uh, let's, well, I mean, we've been on for an hour and a half, so I don't want to hold Edie and everyone else. Yeah. Let's do two more. We'll do one live. And if you look, 
I really, the way, the only way this can work is like, I really can't get to everyone. I really, really want to. This is what you need to know. I really want to a lot. I really care about this community. I really love doing this stuff. It's really, really fun. Um, so let's just pick one more random person from the, to talk to, and then we'll do one more question on there. Does that work? Um, and then we're going to, here's what else yeah. I'm going to ask too. Email, message, uh, something on Instagram, like direct message on Instagram, message on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> what did you feel worked? What didn't work? It was just confusing. I, any kind of feedback that you can give us in the live feed this week would be really appreciated because then we would know. Lena doesn't um, care for this setup. No. no. All right. So th no, th that's what it's I'm looking for. It's good to, to I'm talking know. about Edie? No, I said Ian. I know, but that's Edie's first name. Oh, no. Right? Okay. So yeah, I want to, I want to know that so we can, because this is about you and not about me. And so I want to be able to figure out the best way we can do it. Okay. Um, Dominic is asking, I'm being asked to totally reimagine a curriculum from a previous teacher I'm replacing. Uh, an elective class, there is a desire from admin to take the class a totally different direction. And I am very overwhelmed. Any tips for building a curriculum from scratch? Um, elective class with Zara. So, I, Dominic, I think the, the couple of things that you can think about that make this the best is one, to just sit back without thinking about the school, the administration, the students, the class size, what you have to do, all of your obligations, and just think two things. One, what if this was easy? What would it look like, right? So like just allowing yourself to imagine. And I think taking time for imagination, taking time for dreaming is not something we think about or talk about enough in education. Um, what that allows you to do is just go beyond the issues, the problems, and and rethink the whole thing. What would this look like if it were easy? How would it look like? Like and like literally sitting with that and envisioning it. What would it look like when I walked into the classroom? What would the assignments look like? What would the students' interactions be with me? How what would the student responses be? And kind of playing with that. And then what would this look like if it were fun? And so sometimes when you do that. What, I, what happens to me is I start going down these rabbit holes where I start um, imagining and dreaming and thinking of things where it's like, oh, no, no, I could actually do that. So I think one of the best things with electives is there's two things. One, how can I tie whatever it is that we're learning in an elective? Because electives, in, in my experience anyway, are things that students take far less serious than a regular class because they don't think that has any impact on their grades, even though that's wrong. It totally impacts their grade point average. But it is looking at those things and thinking, how can I connect this to someone's really their real life? How can I, can, three things rather, how can I connect this to someone's life? How can I make this, you know, um, engaging in a way that like, so how can I connect this to what they're already interested in? And the third thing, which is the best one is who in the world knows about this, does this, has benefited from this, and I could bring in as a guest. The beauty of being in virtual is can you have someone jump into your Zoom call when you're in school? Can you have someone um, come visit your class? Can you have someone, like whether it's virtually visit your class live or maybe you do a little interview with them and then you show it to the class, but how are you bringing this in so it actually comes alive? So if you have you know, an architecture class, can you get someone that's an architecture student? Can you get someone that was an architect on something cool from your neighborhood or from the world that comes in and talks to your students about how this is important and how math played a part and all this stuff? Can, you know, because I can't do graffiti, I just have graffiti artists come to my class or we go to them. 
because I don't know how to DJ, I bring those folks in because like when I had students that were interested in comic books and we were studying comic books and, and graphic novels in class, I can't draw, but I know a guy and he came in and he talked to the kids and he showed them how to do stuff and how you can share your life and your story and all this cool stuff and how to market it. It was awesome. So it's about, it's, it is about this. Teaching is a communal activity, meaning that that's not just teachers. It's not just students. It is looking to your community. It's like Sesame Street. These are the people in your neighborhood. How can you bring those folks in? And I think you'll be very surprised as to how many people be willing to do that because they want to care. They want to connect. They want to do something with children um, or to have an impact on their, on their community. And some people don't have that you know, they don't feel like they have that opportunity. Otherwise, you are giving them an opportunity to be a change agent in the life of a child. And I just, so I think that that's how I would kind of dream that away. Um, so the next person in here is Scott Ordway, which we've seen on there a lot. Scott Ordway usually has the first question every week. Wait, are they in order? Like the people that have been reading? Um, like, how does it go when someone else pops in? Do they go at the bottom? Yeah, but the Um, okay. Do you want me to do? Yeah, go for it. All right. So we'll just. I was going to tell you, you pick. All right. So I do. What do you want to do? Just do um, it. All right. So I'll just go in order. No, so no, just all right. one. Okay. Okay. So Scott, about you're up next. Confusing. Here we go. Let's see if this works. That's one of the things we'll have to pivot, figure out, and learn how to do. Um, well, people put. Scott, how are you, man? Nice. Good. How are you? I'm awesome. Where are you from? Uh, outside of Sacramento. All right. Is that, are you outside right now? Is that what I'm looking at? No, no, this, is, this is a picture I took at the, uh, at the lake near, near my house. Fantastic, man. Um, it's funny to see, like, I just know you as a baseball picture, profile picture on YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, usually you have the first question every week. Now you have the last question. What do you, what do you I'm think? Sorry. About I, I was in the middle of my run. My, my, I'm running for the whole year and I was, oh. I was on my run. So I apologize. How's that going? That's good. I mean, I'll be done in uh, December 31st. So that's awesome. My buddy Colby Sharp, who I follow, who's a friend of mine on YouTube, just did his 500th day in a row. And it, so he started after I did, and he was like, yo, I'm going to do the same thing. And then I've been slowly watching his growth. And then on day 500, he ran, and I was like, bro, you just crushed, crushed my record. But still, it's, that's awesome, man. That's, congratulations to you for that. Thanks. So, what's going on? Well, first, I have to show you this. My, my wife just got this for me. We celebrated our 10th anniversary, and she said she'd rather have nobody else annoy her more than me. So this is something you could really use in the classroom. Watch. Hold on. I know it's glitchy. Hang on. How are you loving this? Okay. Turn. Let me turn this up. Hold on. Here we go. You could totally set the mood with this. Wait. It's making beats. And those other settings. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Wait, we need to know Scott, where, where, where did your wife get where this? Where did she get that from? Um, it's RBA by Art, Artif I sound like a student in the classroom. I don't know how to pronounce it. Artifon, Artifone. You got it. Can you send me an email? I need to know where to purchase this. Yeah, item. yeah, I will. Yeah, there RBA, Artifon. It's a hundred bucks. So it, it was for our anniversary though. So, and you know, it's good because our five-year-old she was playing with it and I'm like, bro, are, 
Are, are you done? Because like I, I want to turn. I didn't say that out loud. I thought it. She's honey, she took my toy again. I don't know what to do. That's that thing looks awesome. And I, you know, I love using music in the classroom and using ridiculousness in the classroom too. So perfect. Um, awesome, man. What's going on? So my question was um, about professional development topics, because I think a lot of us have either gone to professional development seminars because we either had to, or I, I want the units for it so I can get more pay or, or whatever. So I'm trying to find some topics that are not even necessarily content specific, but are maybe even, I mean, it could be content specific, but just across the board, just for some inspiration, because I think there's a balance between, uh, well, this is my eighth year. So there's a balance between being confident in the abilities that, that you kind of gain, but then also looking for ways to not only stay within that confidence level and expand. Yeah. So you're looking for, so what do you, remind me what you teach again. Seventh grade social studies. Okay. So I think, you know, oh, you looked it up. No, someone put the link in the oh, chat. Someone put the link Thank for that you. in the chat and now it's in front of us. Um, we need to reach out. We need to do a brand deal with that company. Yes. It's a, there's an avenue that I think why teachers would use that product. Right. So, you know, one of the things I, I just, there's wish list things that I have that I wish we had more professional development on, like how to really like, like differentiated instruction, right? Like how do you actually differentiate instruction? What does that look like? Um, because I don't think we talk about that enough. Um, I think, stuff anything around special education because there's so many kids that are just like undocumented that have a little bit of dyslexia there's a bit of dysgraphia there's a little bit of dyscalculia like but they're not full on like you know that maybe they're on the spectrum but they're not enough that they're going to get all the services and stuff that they would need so it's about figuring out ways to to reach every single student and then I, you know, one of the things I've really been thinking about a lot is, and I talk, spoke to this a little bit earlier, is like, how do I become better at what I'm already doing? So instead of like, one of my favorite Mr. Rogers quotes is that simple and deep is better than wide and complex. So really looking at what I'm doing and how do I go deeper with this? How do I get better at the things I already do than just, just you know, it's like, uh, I really like tools. So I get into these modes sometimes where I just want to buy like new tools and it's like, bro, I don't really, like I could probably do that with the stuff that I already have. Now I just have 97 options for one thing. And, you know, so it's getting better at some of that stuff too. Like me getting better at, at you know, being confident, at talking to kids, at communicating, at um, conveying directions, at uh, making myself understood, make, you know, in, instead of, bringing just more new stuff in is what I really wish happened because, you know, I just think professional development sucks so much all the time. Like, like I leave constantly, this is me and every, my friends laugh at me within 30 to 60 seconds of a professional development meeting. If they see me pick up my phone and I, I start faking phone calls and then I pretend I have to go do a phone call and then I just don't come back to professional development. Um, and that's not really even for my staff. I just don't want the person on stage to feel bad, but it's like, I don't want to listen to this. Like, it's like, I don't think it's applicable or you never taught before. And so like, I don't want to, like, I, I just, I just discounted your whole profession because you didn't teach before. So, um, does that speak to that a little bit or, or I'm not sure if I'm missing the mark there. No, no, you are. Yeah, it, it is. I think it's just finding those opportunities about, well, like you said about communication, because I mean, 
I remember somebody taught me way back in the day, don't ask, okay, do you need more time? No, no, I'm good. No, raise your hand if you're not done. That, that way, it's, yeah. it's just like shifting the way that you frame questions, even like the communication piece. It's things that we don't even think about until somebody points it out to us. And there are, I'm sure there's tons of professional development things out there that it's not even just about teaching, but it's about communication, like you said. So yeah, that, that totally answers it. You know what I feel like would be a really great thing to do. This is, I think I'm, this is actually something I feel like putting on Instagram too, but like um, in the Facebook group, asking like, what's the most meaningful professional development that you've ever been to? And then seeing what folks say. So last year I got to go see, and I already mentioned this dude once, but um, Dave Burgess gave a talk. We were at the Teach Better conference in, I don't know, middle of nowhere. And uh, Dave Burgess comes out and does this talk. And I like, so first of all, my guy, he's 54 years old, just the other day, turned 54. He dresses like a pirate. He, like, so I can just imagine, like, if he, if I didn't know him and he walked into my professional development, I'm immediately discounting anything this man says. Like, you're a grown man dressed like a pirate. Like, I don't even know if I could listen to you. His talk was hands down the best talk I ever heard. We're like, you walk away and you have 97 new ideas on what you can do, on how you can do it, on how you're going to flip and change everything in your classroom. Nothing's going to be the same again to a point where like, and he talks so fast that you can't even write all the stuff down. But it was so wild to me because it was like, he didn't go the traditional route of PD. Like it was like, it was like watching a show and then getting excited about it. And part of what I liked was it has more to do with personal development than professional development, because when we can become more comfortable in our own shoes, more comfortable dealing with the people that we're dealing with, um, I think that you just are, become a better teacher. Like the more, the more confident I've become in my abilities over the years is the reason I can just walk into any room and I know I get any classroom to be quiet, any. Like, I don't, I don't care what your situation is because I've just, I just have done it enough times. And there's, look, there's 19 other things that I'm like really, really poor at, but getting kids to be quiet is something that I am good at. And, and so, um, but that had to come from a level of confidence, a level of knowing how to communicate with kids, who to raise my voice with, who not to raise my voice with, where to stand, how to look at someone, but not look at them in a way that's gonna be like, um, where I'm having a power struggle. Like it's all, these kind of nuanced things, but that was a hundred percent professional or like personal development over professional development um, that helped me to to kind of handle some of that stuff. So, yeah. Look, are you on break yet, man? Yeah, yeah. We're we're on break. We're we're hanging out. Good for you, man. I have two more days. And we're just doing we're doing serial day and tests. So you know, I figure if I could just sprinkle some. Frosted flakes on the uh, on the testing day, then it just makes it not suck as much as it would normally. But cool, well, look, man, I appreciate you popping on. It was it was nice to actually like meet you, talk to you, and, and do this. It was fun. Um, thank you. Have a great break. Yeah. Thanks. All right, brother. Thank I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Um, all right, everybody. So here's the gig. Uh, this is what I need from you is feedback on this. I realize that like this is not everyone's cup of tea. I realize we're not getting through as many questions, but I just think the value is there. I wanna know either way. This isn't, again, Real Rap with Reynolds is not about me. It's about the community of educators trying to help one another to be the teachers that they are called to be. And we wanna do that in the best way that we can. So if you could drop me a line, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's in um, like on in a message, in an email, let me know your thoughts, your feelings, how, how this, this went for you uh, so that we can keep doing the best job that we can do um, to, 
to create those pathways and pipelines for educators. Um, and that's it. If anybody needs uh, anything else, like if this is not enough for you, know that our Facebook group is available, Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk on Facebook. The book is available, uh, Teacher Class Off. You can get on Amazon, Target, anywhere that books are sold. Um, and it's actually on sale on Amazon right now. It's only, it's only $17 right now on, on Amazon. Um, and then uh, there's also mentoring. Um, and if you know someone that needs it, you can sign. I've had people signing others up for mentoring that they didn't do it themselves, but they just knew someone in their life um, or they asked for it for Christmas or something like that. Uh, and that's, that's how you do it. You can get all the information for that at realrapwithreynolds.com. Um, and that's it, everybody. I hope you have a great, great evening. And if you're on break, a wonderful break. That's it. Peace.